Hey, welcome back to Chapter 3, Christian Propaganda. Lamp Girl here with Robo, and she will be taking it from here. Hi, everyone. It's Robo. So we're going to be getting into where Christian Propaganda began, how it kind of took over, because paganism used to be the main religion all over the world. It was 90% of the population were pagan. Only about 10% was Christianity. And it, Christianity, which is kind of interesting thing about the history of it, because it, it is very violent, and it stayed that way. So I kind of was interesting to look into it to see. I guess I, I want to understand why people would choose the more violent option. And I'm not to say Christianity as a religion is violent, but the people, like the way they pushed out their propaganda was very violent. It did take a couple hundred years. When it began, it was interesting because most of the emperors and stuff at the time were were pagan. And they had a couple people that were Christian, but it, it really, that's where it really started to take a hold. They started pushing Christianity to emperors and um, general and things like that because the common people even for the most part up until medieval times were pagan kind of crazy to think that christianity took hold strongly um one of the things they did was they wrote a lot of books which i thought it was cool i really want to look into this and see if the books are out i'm sure they are because i know unfortunately a lot of stuff was burned or lost in history but one of the things that they used, both sides used Judea. Judea was the Roman prefect that actually ordered Jesus's crucifixion. And they just kind of played it differently. Like they both told the story a different way. Pagans said Judea was in the right for doing that to Jesus, that Jesus was very violent and he was inciting violence. And they really used this time because this was a time where Jews were the most rebellious in history. So they really pushed that Jesus was inciting violence and evil and all this stuff. So they really use the Roman prefect as the good guy. But on the other side, they also made him a good guy, but they made it to where it wasn't Jesus. It wasn't the prefect's fault. It was the Jews' fault. Just the Jews. They did this to him. They actually wrote a whole book. <laughs> right. <laughs> On both sides, he was kind of fucked, but they actually um, released a book blaming the Jews. I can't remember the name of the one about the Jews, but there was one. It's called The Martyrs of Palestine. That was literally the whole book was about pagan brutality and how Christians were the heroes. Like the whole book. That's literally what it's about. Wow. They wrote so many books about this, and I guess that was only way to get it out. I just find it interesting as well. It's like, how did they get it out to the masses? Because most people peasants and all this stuff wouldn't be able to read you know the common person usually couldn't read it was the nobility that always could read and emperors and generals and all this shit so I'm like they only could go off of what they're taught by them what they heard from them so it's easy to manipulate people if they don't know the whole story if their leader is Christian you know well, somebody... it. it was whatever was heard first that was the truth yeah and you know honestly that's kind of like the trend nowadays as well but yeah, it's pretty much, oh, my my boss is Christian now. I guess we're all Christian, so let's fucking roll with it. But I really want to look into this as well because both sides claim to be pro-Roman. They wanted the support of the Holy Roman Empire because that was the big, that was big daddy back then. And they so they both pushed like... Okay, so your your pro your Roman prefect was the good guy. We both agree with that because they wanted the Holy Roman Empire to take their side. But at the same time, he it didn't really it didn't really matter. But what like I said earlier when I noticed with the Christian trend of being violent is pagan, don't wrong, they kind of spun the stories to be on their side, but they never claimed it to be violent in any way. 
but on the Christian side, they, all their books, like they talked about pagan brutality. Another story they pushed was that were the witches were midwives. They were disguised as midwives and trying to abort babies. They killed kids. It was one of the narratives that they pushed to demonize pagan religion. And I was just like, what is wrong with these people? Because to any woman, it you know, we would never think that a midwife is needed, especially back then. People had midwives to this day and they would use herbs and different stuff for abortions. And at first, abortions weren't even frowned upon back then, which I thought was interesting. They would use different methods for abortion or, and stuff, but it didn't become illegal until Christianity started, started to take hold because they believed that that in infringed on parental rights. And that came into play with Christianity as well, which is kind of interesting to think about holy uh, roman empire is dealing with this and we're now dealing with this in america today in what is america a mainly christian country yeah the whole thing does sound like a big propaganda subliminal messages right and that's advertising and marketing almost yeah and that's kind of how they do it the pagans also wrote two books they wrote the lover of truth and memoirs of plotty the lover of truth um, I do want to look at that one, but the memoirs of Pilate I specifically want to look up because that one is supposedly written by Judea, who sentenced Jesus to crucifixion, and it's about his side of it. And I didn't know that he had written anything, and I, like I said, they can't prove that he wrote this, but the emperor that pushed this narrative out, he was pagan, he said that this was written by him to show how it was he was in the right to do this to Jesus. So I really, I really found this all interesting, but in the end, of course, the Christians won. <laughs> So, well, I mean, I, it was also a thing about fear, too. I mean, anyone who spoke out against them, they were killed. Right. A lot of scientists, you know, philosophers were killed. Yeah. And that's that's true. You know, it's pretty common to kill people with different ideas than you instead of <laughs> living peacefully with them. They're like, that's crazy. We can't live with people like this. Um, it did end up being one over battle. There was a battle. I can't remember the emperor's name now at the top of my head. It was, I don't even think it was an emperor, but Britain got involved. They were all a hot mess, but Christianity ended up taking a hold because this guy that won was a Christian ruler. Christian took a hold. Christianity took a hold of that point and they just ran with it. And, you know, there's so much history behind Christianity being so evil that I find it funny that they demonize so many other religions. Not to say all Christians are evil. I don't believe that. 100% don't believe that. I've met many good people that are Christians, but the history behind it is so bloody. Like you have the crusade, you have missionaries that go out and push this narrative at people that if they don't believe in God, they're going to die. Like to me, that just seems like, why would you want to believe in something like that? Just me personally, I do believe that the Bible was written by man. I do believe that Jesus was a good man and he didn't want this narrative pushed in this way. Right. But I wonder what, what, what idea did, what idea made people decide that they wanted to be Christian back then? Like, I just think it was just a big old, like you said, propaganda yeah i i firmly believe i i have this conspiracy theory i really think they use religion to control the masses i think the rich knew what they were doing they knew they could control people with fear that this higher being yeah i i'm sure at the end of the day it could have just been religion that's what they believed in back then christianity manipulates other religions it has so many little stuff from different things from different religions put into the bible and then just kind of mold and shaped in their own you know their own words so i think my my favorite thing was the similarities between Horus, the Egyptian god, and Jesus. They have the complete same story. I encourage people to go look it up. Um, Horus became before Jesus, obviously, but their story is exactly the same. Legit, exactly the same. 
And they have released a lot of new research on this time. They really didn't know how much that this Judaic dude actually played into this. Dr. Duesenberry, he's a historian that's been researching and looking into this stuff. And he just thought it was crazy how much the propaganda war played into the actual battle that they ended up having in the end. One of my favorite things also about this time is that the king of the Jews, that the nickname Jesus was given, he never said this. They have no proof that he even acknowledged it. It was actually given to him by the Romans. And to me, it kind of, I kind of see that they feared Jesus's influence on the people. So I think that was another reason they really went after him because the Roman Senate is the one that called him the king of Jews. He never, he never said that. Or so I thought that was interesting. And playing into this whole thing, one of my favorite stories of propaganda is actually St. Patrick's Day. A lot of people don't know. Pagans don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. A lot of people in Ireland don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. It's kind of like an American holiday to get drunk. It's St. Patrick was a kid. He was a slave. About 16, 17, he was sold to slavery in Ireland and he became a saint, right? He brought Christianity to the island. It is Christian propaganda. And a lot of people don't realize that it's just a kid that um, they said that he got rid of all the saints on the island. He banished the snakes. He got rid of paganism. That's it. He bought Christianity to the island. So that's why a lot of people don't celebrate it, that know what it actually is. And it just kind of just ties into them putting these thoughts in, into children when they're growing right. you know, and, and then sending them out to spread their words. It is. It's a big, oh, big conspiracy. Definitely. Yeah, I want to know at what point did we turn into a Christian nation? Like, why did Christianity continue to grow? Because even our forefathers, when writing the Constitution, they... I just think it got too powerful. It got too... It just got to a point where it was just up from here, you know? Nothing... It's supposed to be a separation of church and politics. It's not supposed to be combined. So that's why I'm not understanding why so many people are still, when they're running campaigns and stuff, they're like, oh, I'm a Christian senator. I'm a good Christian man. Like, that don't mean that you're a good man. I know plenty of Christians that aren't very nice people. So I just, I don't understand why America is so stuck on Christianity being the highlight. The It's on a pedestal, like, oh, we need a good Christian person to run this office. When really, honestly, I would prefer it not to be a Christian. I prefer it to be an independent or some other type of religion that's more open-minded. Not to say a Christian can't be. It's getting more open-minded. I think that our generation and the next generation, I think we're realizing this and seeing that. And we're educating our generations coming up, you know. So I I have hope in that, at least. Positivity towards that, that. Now, a lot of new things and opportunities are opening up. People's eyes are opening up to a lot. Yeah, I'll definitely throw some good vibes towards that idea. I hope so. I really think a lot of these people need to retire. (laughs) I don't think they should hold these positions that long because at a certain point, your mindset is obsolete. If you're not willing to grow with the people, you need to get the way. It's a little ridiculous. So do you have any... Anything to add to that or anything you'd like to know about in reference to this time period? Uh, what draw you, what drew you to this? What, why did you want to talk about this particular topic? Well, one, cause I'm looking, um, I was watching a documentary a couple months ago and it was about witches and it was talking about propaganda by the Catholic church. One of the things they did is paint our God pan or the green man as uh, the devil so the popular image of the devil with the goat the horns and stuff like that 
that's actually a pagan god and he's the well, he, I didn't know that. yeah he means no harm he's he's chill he chills out in the forest you know he's a vibe but they made his image in the image of the devil because there is actually nothing in the bible that explains what the devil looks like except that he was a very handsome man when he was an angel there's no description of him so they used that image to turn people against pagans to demonize them and i was like that's interesting as shit and i believe that they did that 100 percent. i do that's about right and no one and my side of it putting my kind of like i'm a science addict so religion to me is like obsolete like mm -mm. but you know they did a lot of stuff they did a lot of a lot of hate towards people with different ideas and you know someone that i know and that's real close you know that i live up to because he went outside the box and he tried to tell them you know the the earth is not the center of the universe it's the stars and during his time in the 1500s right and they it's killed a, the roman tradition killed him for it and that basically that's the roman catholic church so it's yeah. kind of like you know, religion in all forms are kind of like just what? Right. And that's why I, I heavily I I heavily stand by the fact that I believe that they use religion to control the people because you don't shut something down unless it's a threat to your authority. Right. Same thing with women's yeah. feminism feminism, like coming into our own and asking to vote that that put a damper on the men's lives, like, oh wow, I'm not gonna need power anymore. That's crazy. So that's why I, I know there's got to be something else in there. Like, these people knew what they were doing. I, I believe that. I do. Oh, yeah. But I am good on this topic for the day. I, I do you, what are we doing next time? So next week, we're going to be interviewing a high priestess, and she will be telling us about her beliefs, her practices, and also introducing us to her new coven. Uh, it's called the Grove of the Golden Phoenix, and I like that. That's a, that's a neat name. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm on my depression. She's Wiccan, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm really excited because she's a lot more experienced than I am to do an interview with her. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. Thank you for joining us today, everybody. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Stay tuned.